today the Lord has given me instructions to lead a prayer meeting but before I lead the prayer meeting I must explain last week we started a series which is called reviving the upper room and we talked about going higher I, I need you to pay attention I need you to pay attention okay we talked about going higher I'm not gonna be long right so you might want to mute these guys first for now until so that they don't give feedback in any way we talked about reviving the upper room and last week we talked about going higher and there are three main elements of the upper room because what we are leading up to is what I believe that the Lord is directing us to to revive the upper room I want you to know beloved that rooms decide destinies rooms decide destinies you were birthed in a room <laughs> and there are rooms that can decide your death there are rooms that can decide your promotion there are rooms that can decide your demotion there are rooms that can open favor and as a believer we also have access to two key rooms that can change our lives number one the secret place the secret place is a place where you and God have intimacy and God releases mysteries to you and revelation the second room that God wants us to engage is the upper room the upper room is the place where God begins to shift you into your purpose and into your calling but God begins to elevate you. Now, both of them require one fundamental thing. Both of them, right? We talked last week about going higher. But this week we are talking about waiting on God. Jesus tells them, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria. Right? And he says, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was, he was taken up and the cloud received. And now they looked steadfastly towards heaven, right? As, as he went up, behold, two men said to them in white apparel, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing in amazement? This same Jesus who you see taken up today will so come in like manner as you have seen him go to heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, right? Which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath journey. The Bible says in verse 13, And when they had entered, they, when they entered, into the upper room where they were staying right this is not a place of visitation this was a place of staying they stayed in the upper room peter james john andrew philip thomas bartholomew matthew james john alphaeus and simon the zealot and judas the son of james they all continued with one accord in prayer and in supplication right with the women and mary the mother of jesus and with his brothers so we see something clear here is that after they went up into the upper room, they waited there. I want to talk today about waiting. Waiting. I don't want to talk about waiting on God as we normally do, but I want you to, to understand it from the context of the upper room. Right? Waiting on God. Ah, uh, you know, prayer is God's delivery system. What do I mean by that? Anything God births on the earth, He used through the delivery channel called prayer anything that God births and brings to manifestation or conception here on the earth he births through the delivery channel called prayer prayer is God's delivery system why because whatever God does is first birthed in the spirit before it's birthed in the physical 
So if you are a person that does not understand the secret place or the upper room, you will walk in what you feel and what you, what you desire as opposed to tuning to the frequency of God. And we tune into the frequency of God through the medium and through the channel called prayer. John chapter 3 and verse 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So it doesn't matter how good the idea is. The question is, how was it born? It doesn't matter how favorable things look. The question is, how was it born? How something is born matters to God. That means that any man born of a woman must first be born again in order to enter the kingdom of God. Because we don't enter the kingdom of God based on our own intuition. There must be a spiritual change to enter the kingdom of God. So, listen, you are not going to heaven or hell based on where you were born, but where you were born again. Because the birthing of something matters. And too many of us have, have ideas that are birthed in the flesh. Concepts that are birthed in the flesh. Spirituality that is derived from the flesh. But the Bible says that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. So there are birthing locations. Right? And anything that is birth requires a location. And I've mentioned to you that those locations are either the secret place or the upper room. The challenge with you and I is we are too busy. We are too busy for God. And, and the challenge is you and I never appreciate or understand the fullness of God. Without the ability for us to wait. What do I mean by waiting? You see, in the realm of the spirit or in God's world, there is no time. So when he says you are blessed, you are blessed now. So even when Adam sinned, the Bible says that God crucified Christ. When? From the foundations of the earth. But it took the process of time for you and I to understand the fullness of God's plan. You see, you and I are incapable of understanding. If God showed you your entire life now, you'd go mad. If he showed you his plans for you, you would go mad. So he's given you the gift of time to process that's why the Bible says, in the fullness of time. Time brings something called fullness. Time opens doors and portals. That's why the Bible says, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but what? Time. And this time is not time as in the clock, but moments in God. This is your Kairos moment. So the challenges were too busy. And so God is looking to disturb some people. This is what today. God is looking to disturb people. Even right now, most of us are just like, I've got to call you. I need to do this. I mean, out of here. But you spend the next three hours doing absolutely nothing. 
But when you live here, and so the reason many of us never receive from God is because we don't want to be burdened or delayed by God. We're too busy. And so God has to disturb some people in order for him to share his agenda. And you see, the way he disturbs us is by giving us burdens. God, you know, God will disturb you with a burden. You'll be minding your own business and you receive a word, you receive an instruction, you receive a funny feeling in your spirit that just makes you want to go away from people and just pray for no reason. And so he disturbs us by giving us burdens. And those burdens are designed to build God's people. Those burdens are designed to lead you to the place of waiting. When God gives you a glimpse of your destiny, you realize it's too big for you to try and figure this out based on your intelligence. You realize this is too big for you to try and figure this out based on your connections. So you have no choice but to go to the place of waiting. He leaves the disciples with a burden. He says, wait until you receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. They had no choice but to go to the waiting room. The challenge with our generation is we don't know how to wait. So we experience delay. See, see, God will delay you <laughs> if you don't learn to wait. God, God will delay you. He, he'll make you possible. You see, the difference between waiting and delay is waiting. Waiting is not delayed time, but deliberate time. It is not being delayed. It's being deliberate in your time with God. What is the difference? You see, you see, Delay is where you want to move ahead. But waiting is where you want to remain where you are. Remain until God meets you there. That's why Moses said, I'm not going into Egypt on my own. Show me your glory. If your glory doesn't go before me, I'm not moving. You see, delay assumes that God is behind. That, that God needs to catch up with my ideas. God needs to catch up with my, with my vision. This is not where I should be. But you see, waiting realizes this is exactly where I need to be. That there's something in this place that God wants me to understand. You see, delay is a desperation to get out of that place. I need to get out of this stagnation. My life is not moving. This job is limiting me. I need to get out of this place. This home is frustrating me. I need to get out of this place. But waiting is saying, Lord, I'm not going anywhere until you tell me to go. What is your faith based on? Are your prayers based on delay? Or waiting on? See, many people know the power of praying. But they have not yet encountered the power of staying. There's power in staying. 
is power in staying in that place with God. The challenge with many of us is we are too quick to leave the place of prayer. When our list is done, we leave. Oh God, that was such a release. Thank you Lord, you heard me. I'm out. Beloved, prayer is a conversation and a dialogue. The power is not in the volume of your words. It's in his response to you. If God does not speak to you in that place, you've wasted your time. And so God will teach you to remain until he speaks. Many of us, we move ahead of God. I gave this illustration the other time. Moses receives a prompting from God. Right? And the prompting from God was that Moses is no longer an Egyptian but an Israelite. But Moses takes matters into his own hands and decides to set the people free without instruction. Who told him? Who told him? And guess what happened? Because Moses went ahead, he killed somebody. He killed some. Listen, this is the same Moses that you come and kill a whole bunch of firstborns later. But he killed someone outside of the will of God this time. And as a result of that, guess what happened? Moses fled to the wilderness and experienced delay. Many of the delays we experience are because we refuse to wait. God showed you he might be the one. You went ahead. You are called to business. You opened your own Instagram page. Who told you? Who told you? Wait for God to give you instruction. The steps of the righteous man are not verified by God. They're not validated by God. See, many of us, we make the move and say, Lord, tell me if I'm on the right track. Wrong prayer. If you're praying, I'm on the right track. It means you've moved ahead. Show me. Wait. You're too fast. Moving too far ahead. Wait. So he makes us experience delay. Because there's stay you see when God causes you to stay he's separating you from the crowd separating you you're saying go ahead you move ahead we're not in the same race I'm not moving based on calendars I'm moving based on destiny Some of you are saying, I'm 30. It's late. Who told you? Wait. Wait. What do I mean? Be deliberate. If you see things not moving, don't move them. Go to the place where we make moves. The place of prayer. 
separate yourself and say, God, speak to me. You see, separation facilitates preparation. Before God can prepare, he must separate. You see, it's like preparing a, a, a meal. You don't just wish everything from the cabinet. Say, bah! No. You must first separate which plate you use. You must first separate which cutlery you use. You must first separate, oh, come on. You see, until there's separation, there will be no preparation. So you must, that's why Jesus made it a norm to separate himself from the crowd. Every time they said, ah, you shall be our king. He says, nope. God has not told me. I know when my time is. Separation. You see, God doesn't prepare the next level. This is where we get it wrong. <laughs> the level is already prepared. It's you. <laughs> That's not prepared for the next level. The level is already prepared. God does not prepare levels. He's already prepared it. It's the men that must be prepared. That's why he makes me like that. He, pre he, man he makes me sit and prepares a table for me. In other words, you sit down there. Wait. Watch and see. How I'll cause you to be celebrated in the midst of your enemies. Doesn't say fight your enemies. Wait on me. And I'll wait on you. You see, God doesn't prepare next level. It's men that are not ready for the next level. So he has to build you. And the place of building is the secret place. The place of building is the upper room. Where he makes you to wait on him. And he begins to shape you. You see, you might have the vision. But until God works on you, you will not have the necessary provisions. Let me explain. Oh, you're not getting it. You see, I used to think provision was just money. No. Do you know that provision is also grace? Oh. Ha. God will accessorize you and equip you with the necessary skills and grace. Hey! That's why he told Esther, you were born for such a time as this. In other words, I put everything necessary in you for this moment. Where did I put it, Esther? In the time where you had to be separated and, and prepared for the king. That moment you thought was beauty treatment was actually spiritual treatment. Is somebody hearing me today? That period you thought was you getting a, a, a facial was actually you changing your spiritual face. That there was a level of favor I was bestowing on you when I was separating you from the crowd. There was a level of grace I was inputting in you when I was separating you from the crowd. There was a level of anointing that I was depositing in you when I was separating you from the crowd. You see, beloved, if you take something that is not magnetic and you place something that is magnetic around it and you begin to concentrate it and circle it around that which needs to be magnetized, if it remains in that position as it creates an atmosphere around it, eventually that which was not magnetized will become magnetized. What am I saying, beloved? You don't search for moments. You wait for moments. As you wait in the place of prayer, 
God begins to create your moment. As you wait in the place of prayer, God begins to draw that which you need. As you wait in the place of prayer, God begins to open doors for you. As you wait in the place of prayer, God begins to fight your battles. As you wait in the place of prayer, he scatters the plans of your enemy. As you wait in the place of prayer, he begins to move you to a new location. As you wait in the place of prayer, he begins to change your destiny. He begins to input new things in you. He you. He begins to release grace to you. He begins to release money to you. He begins to release destiny helpers to you. That's what I can't speak but Moses was in a place where he was with God. So God said Aaron is making his way to you. So I don't have to look for Aaron. As I pray, Aaron begins to look for me. Can I preach this thing today? You don't have to look for a crowd. When you are in the upper room, you begin to look like fools. But as you pray, everybody on the outside begins to hear a sound and say, what's happening in there? And thousands become drawn to where you are. Can I preach this thing? When you stay in the right place, you can be like David. You've been ignored. You are tending the sheep. You are tending the flock. And there's a meeting that is not there. Or where you have not been invited to. But because you have stayed where God told you to stay. Suddenly you receive a message. Saying they are waiting for you in the house. And they won't sit down until you arrive. I declare over your life. May everything that needs to come to you. Find its way to you. May everything that needs to be released to you. Find its way to you. May everything that God needs to release into your life find its way to you. May grace find you. May money find you. May destiny help us find you. May wealth find you. May opportunity find you. May increase find you. May your portion find you. May your promotion find you. May doors find you. are looking for things 
instead of things looking for you. Let me show you. Isaiah chapter 16 and verse 3. And we're going to pray. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want, I want us to stand. Ah, there's no script, whatever. Let me read this for you. The Bible says, And the Gentiles shall come to your light. If that doesn't make you shout right there, I don't know what will. That means that God can give you a light that draws people to you. about how you boost on boost all day you get likes and no business I know what I'm talking about you have thousands of followers and zero in your account grace that can cause men to look for you. Others will get DMs of foolish things. Your DM will say, are you interested in this job? There is a grace. It says the Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness Oh, percent from the writing of the sun to the setting of the sun. Your name is to be high. What that means is that as long as the sun rises, so does my grace over your life. Says kings who come to the brightness of your eyes. God can raise you to the level that kings can see you. Kingmakers can see you. People who are in your company that will see you as a, at the reception desk and say, you know what? There's this opportunity coming up. Why don't you apply? Beloved, believe me, life is not fair. I've sat in many rooms. Where jobs are decided before people enter. Okay. <laughs> you, I'm praying. Oh, you're, you're. I've been in many rooms where people gather and say, This is the person we hire. Interviews. Doors open before physical doors open. The Bible says, verse 4, lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather. They come to you. Is he looking for people? When you pray, they come. That's what happened in the upper room. By the time they finished praying, everybody came to them. The Bible says that day, 3,000 people got saved. Now, question, could 3,000 people fit in that room? Probably not. So it means that what started in the upper room spilled out 
into the community. Because the house was not a home. He says, and your heart will swell with joy. No, sorry, sorry. They all gather to come to you. Your son shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Verse 5 is where I'm going. Then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy. You see that again? You shall see and become radiant. And your heart will swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea has been turned to you. That means prior to this, it was turned away from you. Oh. But there are encounters that can turn the abundance of the sea. Others, the sea swallows them. But if you are Jonah, the sea prepares you. The sea is a prayer room. The well is meant to make you have sense. It says, the sea shall return to you and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. This has blessed me. Do you know that there's grace that can send money to you? This is for real. This is for real. Have you ever been in such a place where somebody gets blessed financially, but you were there like five minutes before? When you hear your uncle gave someone 10,000, but you are the one who messages them every day. Grace. You know where this comes? From the waiting. Bible says, when they finished their prayers in Acts chapter 2, by the time of Acts chapter 4, everyone sold everything they had. <laughs> Can you imagine? The people were so touched that they said, yeah, we don't need all this. They sold everything. They said, oh. the, the apostles were confused. Confused. It's not your degree. It's great. You can go to all parts of China. This thing comes from the waiting. Today I want you to spend a few minutes in your delivery room. Say, Lord, I'm not moving until you touch me. I'm not moving until you heal me. I'm not moving until you deliver me. Zampabre Koskapan. 